Welcome back to episode 16 of the Run It Three Ways podcast. Today is the four-month anniversary of the pod, a huge milestone. So this episode, we take a deep dive into the Run It Three Ways community to find out how our listeners got on in races ranging from Paris Marathon to a 36-minute clocking at a tequila 10K. In what has been a record-breaking weekend for Eilish McColgan, it's also a big day for us. All three of us finally here to make it onto the same recording. How's your day been, boys? All right, lads. Expert introduction from you there, Ben. Very nice. I'm interested about this tequila 10K. Tequila yeah, 10K sounds like my sort of 10K, that. Yeah, this bloke has done a 10K and every kilometre he's he's taken a shot of tequila and he's still managed to run 36 minutes. Wow. I don't know. Do, you reckon that's, do you reckon that's hard? I don't know how hard that is, actually. Mm. A Imagine. shot only takes a couple of, what, two seconds to, to get down, yeah? Oh, yeah. the, timing, the timing is not the problem. I was more thinking the alcohol, you know, like the mm. content. Does it kick in by the time you finished your race? That's, that's what I mean. Or are you just feeling a bit sick from the taste kind of thing? Because surely you're I, not. Depends how you fast you run. It's the heartburn, isn't it, that would get you? Like the, the burning sensation from each mm. shot. Tequila's not exactly. Might make you run faster, yeah. you never know. What I would be interested in is if this listener could get back in touch and let us know what his PB is, or her PB, sorry, rel- like relative to that 10K, because then we could work out maybe where we'd we'd lie with that. Yeah, who who do you reckon would win in a 10K, a tequila 10K out of us three? Me, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. You've probably got about a minute, two minutes on me in a 10K, so it ain't going to take you that long to get the tequila shots down, that's for sure. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we can do uh, that one. Tom, Tom's been drinking, hasn't he, recently? So maybe you'd be all right at that. <laughs> it's back on the booze, the Guinness I saw on your story the other day. Yeah, well, you know, that's me. That's me these days. No running. We'll do a J2O mile. How about that? Some it's sober. Oh, that sounds good. Do you know what? I wanted to do it. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get a Pro Direct beer mile competition through. Um, it's proven difficult at the moment. I'm facing some resistance from the powers that be. But I reckon a pro direct BMR where you can, uh, you know, you get a little leaderboard, you know, like um, Top Gear. Mm. Where they have yeah. The track and that little leaderboard, right? That's what I want. That I want that on the pro direct YouTube channel. And anyone, the world and his wife, can uh, submit an application to take part and try and be the quickest at the BMR. Because there's got to be a technique to it, right? It's not yeah, just the fastest it- runner. No, it's not just the fastest runner, but there's so many fast runners that can also drink. Because Corey Belmore's got the world record, hasn't he? And he's run, without the beer, he's run 357 in a normal mile. And I think his beer mile's like four, 415 or 420 or something. It's like an actual joke. He runs 60-second laps for the running and then just yeah. drinks the beers. Not a... What would be good is a pro direct versus sports shoes to kick that off. <laughs> a, little, a little relay, like pick your best four from the from the whole roster you've got in all your offices combined and then yeah. get down somewhere central London and get it going. Do you know what? The, uh, there's already a bit of beef between um, the camera operators at Sports Shoes and ProDirect because we've got big Lewis Collins, who's a 200, 400 man. Mm. And they've got Dan Franks, who's like a 5K, 10K guy. I think he's run like 31 something for 10K. Yeah, Dan Franks, Lewis... he runs for Wakefield. Good, good lad, Dan Franks. Yeah, but Lewis Collins is like a 47, 400 guy. So, pfft. I reckon get them to do a mile and that would be uh, with a gimbal and like an Sony A7S something on the end of it. That would be, that'd be good. To be fair, your, your man might have the edge because what I was thinking actually in this relay is rather than having to convince people to do a beer mile, 
they just do a lap and a beer each. So it's a mile between your team. Do you see what I mean? So you've mm. just got to smash a beer, then a 400, and then you tag your teammate and, and they're on. Anyway, it really makes it more fair, doesn't it? Otherwise, you'll just get someone like you rock up. Yeah, and, and we could we could like do it. We could make it kind of like a like, like a mixed relay, like a world. So you got to have two men, two women as well on the team. That'd be good. I like that. Well, listen, if, if I can't get get it through the the official channels, why don't we just do a run it three ways? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's what race, I was thinking. We we'll race, make it happen. We'll race another podcast. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we get the inside boys out from Australia. We've got a bit of beef going with them anyway, so we might as well, yeah, we'll have a beer mile off. We'll blow the budget on meeting somewhere in Central Europe. So yeah. <laughs> in the middle ground. We'll just meet in a car park in Bulgaria and do a beer mile. <laughs> or we can put like a couple of grand on the table as prize money, and then if we win it, we, we take that back. Look, let's not get too big for our boots. They would absolutely smash us to pieces in a beer nah, mile. We'd have them. Easy. Nah. They're all I, like 40-year-old 40, 40 blokes. I don't know. It. I don't know, but I think we should put the the trademark of shoe geeks on the line. Oof. We, we, we take shoe geeks. So money money doesn't mean anything. We'll we'll put the rights of of some of some on the line. Yeah, we've already stolen their podcast outline, so they might as well take the shoe geeks as well. That's what I mean. You got to come for it all. We'll be going for the Patreon <laughs> password up <the> next. <laughs> oh, we've gone off on a monumental tangent here, haven't we? Eight minutes in. I think it's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Just man. let it roll. But, um, yeah. Well, one then... guy did actually message us saying that he's got a 20 miler at the weekend. So could we stretch out the podcast a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> so guess, if you're listening, mate, and you're, on, you're about to start a 20 miler, or you're probably about a mile in right now. I've tried my best for you, but uh, we better talk about the running now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, you've been about, haven't you? You've been in Paris looking like a. I don't know what you look like, to be honest. Please not. <laughs> it looks like you had a merry old time. With the yeah, lovely time. Thank you. You also um, look like you were in a museum wearing a vest as well, and I'm interested to find out what the reason for that was. Yeah, well, I'll have to talk through it when I go through my week. Um, well, but you, I... you, you kick us off, Ben, with your week then. I'm, yeah, I'm I'll go for it. So we started the week with uh, a rest day on Monday. Um, if you listen to last week's episode, you'll, you'll know that I had a bit of a calf niggle that I was struggling to get rid of. I could basically run run with it, and then afterwards it would give me a little bit of um, discomfort. It was mainly just a tightness, um, and it turns out it just needed a couple of days easy running, a uh, couple of days complete rest um, to, to, to let that recover. So I did my first run of the week uh, on the treadmill uh, on Tuesday, Tuesday morning, um, I wore some some soft shoes. I think I had the new surface on. And I just thought the treadmill would be good because if I need to stop like five miles into the run, I can just jump off and not not be miles away from the house. So it made sense just to go down to the treadmill and and see how the calf was. So I did an hour easy, um, I think at around 420, 425 per kilometer. And then just to finish, it felt I didn't have any discomfort uh, when I was going easy. I did 10 minutes of steady running. Um, I think maybe at 3.45 per kilometre to finish. Um, and I've got written here, calf seems to be okay. A little discomfort towards the end. It's mainly just a bit of tightness. Um, but yeah, a good decision to move the workout because I was originally going to do uh, 15 by 1K on the Tuesday, which I late, I moved to later in the week. Um, so yeah, the calf was pretty good. Didn't have any pain after the session, which was after the, the run on the treadmill, which was great. Um and then I did a core workout, 30 minutes, uh, the Kenyan core. I'm still, I'm still uh, doing that. 
as part of my training uh, two two times a week since I've been back from, uh, have I mentioned I've been to Kenya? I'm going to bring it up every episode now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the evening, did I do a second run? No, I didn't do a second run that day. I, yeah, I took the, took the evening off just in a, just a one run on to Wednesday. Um, I did a bit of a steady run or started easy and finished. So mainly a bit of a progression run. Um, and then I did a few little hill strides at the end, um, just to, to get myself ready for, uh, the hills that are in Boston. I'm, I'm conscious of getting some sort of hill work in over the next few weeks. So this was, uh, my attempt, an easy run with a few hill sprints. Uh, and I've got written here, calf pain after the run was around two out of 10. Um, so maybe a little bit more painful than the the Tuesday run, but nothing to to worry about. And then in the evening, I did forty five minutes on the cross trainer um, instead of doubling that day. And um, again, just I've got written here no doubles until I'm niggle free. Um, so yeah, a good decision for me there again, if I do say so myself. And then I did a little bit of uh, of weight training, uh, mainly just strength and conditioning stuff, just to stretch out maybe hopefully pro, uh, promote some of that recovery and then on to thursday was my first session of the week i went down to battersea park and did 15 by a kilometer with nick bester um, and this was actually a really good session um, did my warm-up no discomfort in the calf so i was really chuffed because i wasn't 100 sure i was going to be able to to do the session um, and nick kindly moved this from the tuesday to the thursday for me um, so i was glad that i could uh, execute session pretty well and I felt pretty fresh hadn't done a lot of intense running in the last week so yeah probably had a little bit of a taper for this session to be honest with you any um, any urges any urges to, to to race or to drop I know you had multiple cameramen covering this session for you and Nick channels respectively yeah any, any competitive spirit that came out from either of you yeah, definitely a little bit. It's only natural, I think, when you've got two runners that are, are fairly close, especially over the shorter distance. Um, but Nick was mainly helping me out, to be honest with you. He took the the reps into the wind because um, he's not necessarily training for anything specifically at the moment. And this was the workout I had on the plan for, for Boston. So I basically told him what I wanted to do, which was the first five reps uh, at 3.15, the second set of five at 3.10s, and then the last set, at around 305 um, and we pretty much executed that we started maybe a little bit faster for the first five reps um, and then yeah progressed it down towards the end finished with a, a last rep burnout uh, finishing 258 according to, to Nick's watch I had it at around 302 um, I so... found that so funny by the way I literally I saw both of your sessions and I, looked <laughs> at the, I looked at the splits and someone had put 258 and someone had to drive a 302 and I thought Four seconds kilometer for two people who get given technology and good watches. Someone, yeah. someone's got this majorly wrong. I think my watch is more accurate. I'm not going to lie, but that's the Garmin versus Coros debate. We could go into that, but um, yeah, no, really good session. Thanks to to Nick for having me down in Battersea. I'll definitely will go down with him again. Um, yeah, really good session. He definitely pushed me towards the end, and I probably wouldn't have executed that workout as well as I did had I not been. Uh, down in Battersea Park. Shout, um, out, shout out to Ben's new cameraman as well. We got we got some some uh, footage of him on the socials. We did indeed, yeah. Shout so out to Liam. Man behind the lens, got to see him for the first time. Yeah, coach the lad. 
exploiting children for his own gain. That was good. <laughs> Eighteen-year-old chap. Now Ben. Eighteen. Yeah. It's unbelievable. When I was, you didn't hear this, Callum. When um, we're talking about this race coming up at Bristol Track Club, um, I've, I'm not available on the Friday night, but I said Ben could stay over on the Thursday. And he was like, oh, I'm actually in a hotel with my videographer <laughs> Thursday night. And I thought, fuck it. Is that a lad, little mean. lads away trip? 18-year-old, 18-year-old Liam's <laughs> on the beers, is he? Oh, yeah, he'll be on the beers. Oh, dear me. Is he going to sleep on the floor, Ben, or have you got him a spare bed? Oh, he'll be on the floor, mate, in the, in the bathroom. Yeah, rightly so. I'm not paying for that. Have you, got, have you got written consent from his mum? Is he allowed to go? <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, he's a lovely chap. He's doing a great job, and the vid- the videos that he he's helped me produce are, are doing well on the old uh, YouTube as well. So that's always handy. Yeah, well, well done, well done, Liam. Well done, yeah. Liam. And you know, I, I really, you know, it was really good as well. Is his video looked even better because whoever filmed Nick Bester's looked like it was filmed on an iPhone 3GS. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it did look great, did it? it I'm not quite like sure someone, what happened there. Someone was stood out there with a bloody like kettle filming. Him <laughs> Yeah, Nick Nick wasn't too too happy with it, to be honest with you, but he said he wanted to just post the video because it was better than not posting one at all. So, yeah. yeah. I reckon he needs to have a little word there. Are they getting name and shamed? No, 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 no. Don't name the guy because his photos are actually sick. Yeah, he's he's a great photographer, but his, his videography skills, maybe just his camera equipment isn't set up for, for video stuff, to be to be completely fair to him. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not easy to switch between like your settings are going to be completely different if you're shooting photos compared to yeah. videos so like, i think it was just the frame rate was a bit weird like yeah was, something wasn't quite right yeah. this is getting a bit technical for me right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> well we'll leave that session a good session banked and then yeah i was off to paris for the weekend with uh the guys at pure sport and satisfy so i flew out on the friday um and got a Run done. We flew out early morning on on Friday. Got twenty kilometres done in the afternoon. Um, this is one of those trips. I'm sure Tom can relate, where you just got to squeeze your runs in um, and get as get as much or that you can in the time that you're given. So I headed out at six twenty past six, and I had about an hour and a half before dinner. So I ran ten kilometres away from the apartment and then turned around, and came back. Just happened that I ended up going in the direction of the Eiffel Tower. So I got a nice little little selfie. Asked a lady to take a photo of me. Got the old peace, peace signs up, <laughs> and uh, yeah, ran back. Lovely little run, and then I went and met the the team for dinner. Um, I ended up running to dinner as well. I should have logged that another another two kilometers because I was I was running late, so I didn't want to miss out on the pizza. You know? Did you run there in like casual clothing, like jeans? Yeah, I probably looked like a right nut, but I was on my own, you, so and, I ain't gonna and walk. You, and you did you Strava it? Didn't Strava it. No, oh, thought about it. Say. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. I'd already ran like half the distance to the pizza shop before I thought, oh, I should should be clocking this. Well, but anyway, it did happen, I, I promise. Well, it's not on the weekly mileage. Anyway, on to the Saturday. So the reason I was out in Paris was for a collaboration between Pure Sports CBD brand in London and Satisfy, which are like an alternative hipster clothing brand from based out of Paris. Um, and they did. They were doing a shakeout run together as a bit of a collaboration. They made some some apparel, um, and there was about thirty uh, guys and girls from Pure Sport that were running Paris, and then there was probably about thirty people from the the Satisfy community that joined up, and we went for a nice little run, um, which was five kilometers at eight 
5.30 in the morning and we average 5.37 per kilometre. Um, yeah, good little event. And the, the what did you refer to it as in the, in the, in the opening section about the, the room of the, the uh, Satisfying Pure Sport oh, collab yeah, was going on? Like a museum. Museum, yeah. They they decked it out in like all this mossy. It looked very like it looked very satisfying, very curated um, environment. I think they spent quite a lot of money on it. It did look really good, yeah. to be fair. It's like fashion meets sports. Isn't yeah, it? that's the way that I would describe it. Because like so a lot of the things they make is clearly very high quality and yeah, it's probably marks, a little bit too cool for me. Yeah, it's cool, but it's arguably slightly impractical slash overkill. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you need a pocket to take some lip balm on a run with you, then they make the bag for you. Do you know what I mean? Because they've got yeah. a bag with about 500 pockets in. <laughs> and they sell these T-shirts with which have got moth holes in for about 220 quid or something like that. So, yeah, yeah it certainly wouldn't be for me, to be honest with you. No. No, but for the right person, it's a bougie link up that, isn't it? Pure it sport is indeed. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's like, Pure Sport are so good at that of like, they know who their products are catered for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's certain mm. people that are going to be spending 45 quid on some balm to rub on their legs. And there's people that can also purchase high-end kit or an yeah. scene, if you will. They've got the branding so well. And it definitely worked really well. Like the, You could tell the two clients for the both brands were basically the same type of person. So I think from a, from a brand's perspective, it was probably pretty successful. There's no yeah. one called Graham from Stockport who's rocking up to that, is there? <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, although yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to say that. But yeah, um, <laughs> there is some people that use pure sport that that aren't in that like uh, that that crowd, if you will. Mm. Respect to those people. So moving on to Saturday evening again, I had about half an hour before dinner. Um, we'd been shooting content all day, um, various little bits, of, uh, mainly to do for for pure sport. So I did a a little reel that's going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks where I basically go through my pre-run routine. Um, so I was getting ready for a run in a, in this really nice Airbnb as a little bit of a shoot. I was, I was basically a model for the weekend, which I've not really done before. I'm used to being behind the camera and I certainly wouldn't consider myself uh, a model. Uh, but anyway, that was a good experience. And obviously you're gorgeous, Ben. Oh, thanks Tom. Yeah. Um, was, it, so was, it, was it legitimately a pre-run routine or was it your pre-run routine for the advertisement? pre-run routine for the advertisement mate yeah. you know you know the drill and then i did a 30 minute progression run again had 30 minutes that was what i did out and back job done i was hoping to get a little bit more running done on the saturday but wasn't meant to be had a lot of stuff to do that's absolutely fine um had a great weekend so i don't regret it and then on to the sunday which was the day of the marathon um left the hotel around half seven ran down to the start line to watch the elite women uh they started first and then I watched them run past and then I saw the elite men go off at about quarter past eight. And I then ran from the first kilometer. I ran about 500 meters with the elite men. And then I ran quite quickly to the four kilometer point to get a, another couple of shots. And then I was just darting around the, the city on, on bikes or, or running, trying to get some, some videos and some content with the, with team pure sport. Um, and there and their team that were running it. And that was pretty much my week. So didn't quite get a, a Sunday long run in there. Got 15 kilometers at 5.53. I forgot to pause my watch a few times. So it's probably a little bit quicker than that, but nothing strenuous. I was carrying camera gear, gear and stuff like that. So I was just just using running as a, as a mode of transport, really just jogging about. 
Um, so I finished the week on 101 and a half kilometers um, for, yeah, two weeks, no, three weeks out from Boston. So, yeah, not a bad week. Nice, good session with Nick. A few progression runs. Um, the main thing for me was the calf niggle had sorted itself out. So, yeah, fairly happy with that, to be honest. Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. Very solid week. I'm so out of the loop at the moment with all of this that I saw you in Paris and thought, Jesus Christ, he's not doing another marathon, <laughs> is he? I've... Oh, I've got a story to tell about that, actually. Oh, have you? Yeah, because um, the night before, right, somebody from the, the Pure Sport lot, there was like 30 of them out there. One of them didn't have their passport in time or something like that. It didn't come, so she couldn't race. So somebody had this race bib that was that was basically going. And I did debate whether taking that bib bib off um, this girl and just doing it as a long run, like doing the first 30K. But then I remembered the the controversy that Matt Choi, uh, he got into a bit of trouble basically for taking somebody else's bib number. And I thought the backlash on social media probably wouldn't be worth me running around Paris Marathon with, with a bib on it that said Lucy on it. So um, <laughs> James Dollar, actually, the, the brand manager from from pure sport shout out to james he ran a 314 marathon never run a marathon before he weighs about 100 kilos he's a he's a crossfit guy big guy and he ran 314 which i thought was pretty pretty good going but i was i was tempted at the moment tell the truth what was that sorry i think i weigh about 100 kilos at the moment oh no yeah running not running having its toll you couldn't weigh 100 kilos if you duplicated yourself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you would be amazed. You would be amazed. Oh, do you know what your 100 kg is? You'd have to, like, chop half of me and attach it to you to weigh 100 kg. How much do you weigh, Callum? I don't... I ge- genuinely, I, I actually don't know, but it'll be between, like, it'll be between 63 and 68, I reckon. Something like okay. that kg, that is. Okay. Obviously, not millimetres. <laughs> <laughs> right sh- shall i do my week before yeah, go we start just going around and just reeling off just guessing statistics about us? <laughs> um, i've got a stat yeah. about your week before you start callum 110 kilometers highest mileage of the run at three ways boys just saying oh what this week this week yeah yeah well i'm marathon training so you know gotta get it in <laughs> Got to get it in. LA you love a good marathon, don't you? LA 2028 marathon, starting early. Um, Go on then, talk us through your week. Training block, that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a 12-year block, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so started on Monday, as weeks normally do, uh, with 8.1 miles in the morning at 640s, um, including five times 12 seconds short hills, which actually did at the gym afterwards. Um, Pardon me explained this on a uh, previous episode but because cambridge is so flat it's only certain routes where i can actually get some of the hills in so sometimes i just go to the gym and do them afterwards because i live literally opposite the gym um and this was great Thanks. weather actually this was the day i think where everyone was saying like oh spring's here it's great and everyone thought well i thought boom we're back the grass is green it's blue and then it rained for the rest of the week but that was a good start to monday morning um <laughs> I had a double in the afternoon uh, where I did 4.46 miles at 6.33s. Um, normally, my afternoon double is always like much slower and easier, so I don't must have been feeling all right to go a little bit quicker than the morning, but that was a good solid day, kind of, what, what's that, 12 and a half, 13-mile Monday. Um, so, yep, pretty good. 
Tuesday was a session with uh, the Cambridge boys in the evening down at the track. Um, so I had five by a kilometer, five by 400, and then five by 150. Um, this was not supposed to be a very taxing session. The weather was actually pretty good as well. And we had a decent group. So um, yeah, relatively smooth sailing. Uh, the Ks were started at 257 down to 253, um, which yeah, like I can tell I'm getting quite fit because that just felt really, really easy, which was great. Um, the 400 is a little bit more difficult, 63 down to 60, 61. Um, so kind of not quite mile pace. It was just about getting into like a, a smooth rhythm, but a bit of a faster pace, which is, I don't know about you guys, but surprisingly hard to like run a pace that you're not used to, if you know what I mean. Sometimes I find it easier to run at a faster pace because my body's more used to it. I find my cadence and things like that. I find it quite hard to find a bit of an in-between rhythm sometimes. Mm. Um, and then five one fifties to finish, which is 18, 19 seconds. It's basically like 85, 90% of max between a stride and a full rep really. Um, and they're off really long recoveries. So yeah, they're pretty, pretty easy. So yeah, that was good. Kind of seven miles of work on the track. Um, plus one of them cool down. So again, another, another decent day there. Um, mileage queen. yeah, mileage queen. Um, and then Wednesday was just a standard, standard medium run, 8.54 miles at 646s. Um, did a few loops on the grass here just to kind of take a bit of load off my legs for the week. Uh, and I think because the, the weather was a bit drier, it was kind of nice to do that. Nothing really major to report. Thursdays where things got a little bit more difficult. So normally I do my sessions Tuesday, Friday, unless... I have like a, unless my long run is not easy at the weekend. So unless it's, if it's a progression or something, then I'll do Tuesday, Thursday, and then the long run probably Saturday. Um, for unforeseen circumstances, um, I couldn't actually do my session on Friday because I was down at my girlfriend's for uh, her birthday at her family home. And she lives just near Watford Harriers. I don't know if any of you raced at Woodside Stadium before and literally lives like a mile jog away. And it turns out that their track, they just don't open the track. They have a track there that, that the council own and mm. they only open it two nights a week for Watford Harriers to, to train there. They said it's not financially um, like viable for them just to open it to the public, which is weird. I just emailed and said, hey, I'm coming on Friday. Can I use the track? And they said no. So that meant I had to do the session on Thursday, which I'm just not a fan of because you only get one day rest after Tuesday. And I was by myself. So it was already doomed to be a, a difficult one. Yeah. Um, so this session was really windy. Um, it says 20 miles per hour winds. I think the gusts were probably a bit more than that. Um, but that's all the excuses out of the way. So I'll just get on with the session. Um, so it was a 2K rep, but this is, this is going to be complicated, by the way, everyone. Sorry. So the 2K <laughs> rep to start, but all of these reps are not run at one singular pace. They're all split into 200 and 400. So you do 2K, but alternating between a 200 at about 30 seconds and then a 400 at whatever the given pace was. So for the 2K, it was 200 at 30 seconds and then a 400 at about 72 seconds, 71, 72 seconds. So I don't know what that actually works out at like it's as a whole. Three minute K pace is the is 72, isn't it? It's 72, yeah. But then you're obviously mixing that with a 200 at four minute, mile, you know, four yeah. or one miling, whatever. So it works yeah. out that the 2K rep I did in 542. So it's about 250. So it works out an average of about 68 or something. So 
Uh, I did a 2K rep at that, and then I did two 1,400-meter reps in the exact same way, um, although you'll see from from the splits, the 400s got significantly slower. Rather than being 70, they were more like 75, 76 by the end. Uh, and then finished off with two sets of 400, 200. So these were with easy jog recovery, so like traditional intervals in between. Um, so just to make the session more complicated and a bit harder is after each of those reps, so after the 2Ks and the 1400s, Rather than just an easy jog recovery, it was 800 meters of moderate, which for me is six-minute miling, so two 90-second laps, and then just 60 seconds easy jogging. So it was basically a big continuous session, getting battered by the wind, changing loads of paces. Um, from the start, I knew it was just going to be so hard, and it was one of those where it was like damage limitation, really, just to, not, just to trust that if my body's under this much stress and it's feeling difficult, then it will be doing me some benefit, if you see what I mean. Um, and just to forget about the splits and not try and kill myself just to make a 72 or 72. If it's a 74, you know, then so be it. I've got to think about the bigger picture. So, yeah, not a, a, a confidence building session at all. But on reflection later in the week, when I looked back at the splits and kind of saw what I'd run for the 2Ks and the 1400s, it was actually a really good session. So, um, yeah, a bit of a traumatic. That's a pretty complicated one. Yeah, it was. doing your own. That must be tough. Yeah. In the just... wind as well. Oh. Yeah, it was a difficult session, um, and I was just written off for the rest of the day. To be honest, I went to the gym afterwards, and then Thursday night, I was like, I was, I was dead out. So, um, yeah, a difficult session, but needs must, you know. And it's one of those where, like, psychologically, when the races get hard now, especially if I do like a five k or something, I can be like, right, come on, like, remember that time you were getting battered in the wind by yourself on a Thursday morning? Think like I can get through yeah. a race. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was Thursday. Friday was a lot more simple, um, just a double. This was down in uh, Abbott's Langley, near where my, my girlfriend's home is. This was 8.43 miles at 6.47s in the morning. That pissed it down from the start to the finish, and it was like proper heavy rain. I even put my hood up, which I don't normally do, but I thought my AirPods might break, so I had to run with my hood up the whole way. Shout out Saw for the nano jacket. Excellent weatherproof jacket that is. Um, 375 quid burning a hole in your back pocket best jacket around I reckon yeah it is it is probably the best jacket for that particular price range I would agree <laughs> uh, I've tried one jacket for that price range so my sample size is small um, in the afternoon I did the same uh, well, I didn't do the same I did the same sports running because that's what <laughs> I did, a totally di- I did a totally different run. Uh, I did 3.01 miles at 7.19, so just, just 20 minutes or so. Um, and this was so frustrating because I- after I went out in the morning and it-, and it really rained, over lunchtime it perked up a little bit and the weather looked decent. I thought, oh, that'll be all right to go out this afternoon. And just as I put on my pretty moist shoes and some fresh running kit to go out, it just started pissing it down again. So went out 20 minutes, you know, really rained, but that was Friday, so... Lucky at least, boy. At least it was done. Two wet um, runs. What a treat. I know, I know. But the, the, the good news was I had Saturday off, so I would have normally long run Saturday, but I just switched around because it was my girlfriend's birthday on Saturday, so we're getting up early and going for a walk and doing all sorts of stuff. So I just thought I'll leave the run today and do it do it on Sunday. Um, so a rest day on Saturday, which was much needed, to be honest, mm-hmm. after Thursday's, um, well, I don't know what it's called Thursday, tra- trauma. Um <laughs> Happy Sunday birthday was to Alice, by the way. Yeah. Happy birthday, yeah. Alice. Yeah. Um, I'm sure she will thank you for that. Send in your, your wishes and e vouchers to the email address. <laughs> Run it three ways podcast at gmail.com. 
if you want to send us any any any, any wine or anything i can give you our address so just let me know um yeah so sunday 14 miles 655s 12 by myself two with alice who's getting a lot of features in this pod um and yeah that was pretty pretty fun run actually um Sponsored by Halford Jump Leads, by the look of things. Nice and flat. Yes, sponsored by Halford's Jump Leads, which were in the back of Kanye, the uh, Ford car. Um, <laughs> what have you got in your mouth there as well? Uh, that's a protein bar because it didn't have a shake with me, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, that was a that was a, a protein bar. I don't know you what... You do love your protein, don't you? I do, Ben. I do, Ben, but I'm not the one with the calf niggle, so I'm going to keep having my protein. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> What are your bowel movements like with that quantity of protein? Have you got bowels of steel? When, you... we say, when we say my quantity of protein, what do we mean? I have one protein shake a day after training. Isn't that what most runners do? I don't think so. Out as if you're hammering it. No, no. I have one protein shake, which is about 21 to 22 grams of protein. And I just have a normal diet, like protein from chicken breast or from chickpeas, you know, foods like that. Beyond burgers, if you're feeling fancy. I don't know, how, I don't know if they've got protein in, but yeah, from Beyond Burgers, certainly um oh yeah actually a thing that happened this week burnt myself on the air fryer actually can't believe, oh. can't believe i forgot to mention that oh my god so oh, anyway, that's more than yeah. that you can't just say set the scene how did it happen oh well so let me just finish this week off so anyway that was 14 miles and 68.7 miles um i don't know what that is in k 110 110, 110. Uh, from six days so pretty good um and yeah pretty solid week actually nothing heroic but um, another good one, another good one banked, which is great. Um, as for the air fryer story, um, I think when you're conditioned to have a, an oven, when you're a peasant that's had an oven for your whole life and you haven't <laughs> had an air fryer, you're used to just, you know, pulling out a baking tray or whatever it is. And you understand what areas are hot and what areas, you know, you used to having an oven glove as such. So with an air fryer, when you just pull the handle and you think, oh, I don't need to get a cloth or anything because nothing's hot, you know, it's coated in plastic you forget that there's certain blind spots that you're not used to that actually are exposed metal. And it's caught me right on the wrist, actually, and left what looks like it could be a scar. So, um, oh, no. yeah, not good. Wasn't worth it. It was only a chicken breast in there as well. Wasn't Didn't even have the bloody thing full. But anyway, <laughs> what can you do? It's lovely. Good week, mate. Well done. Yeah, good week of training. Um, How right. long till race, till race week for you now? uh end of april so what we're recording we're on third of april and i'm racing on the 29th so what's that it's a pretty weeks? big race as well isn't it i don't know if we've even mentioned it on the podcast yet no i don't know if i'm gonna mention it on the podcast yet actually but, oh, um, oh I'm gonna, what a tease i'm just gonna i'm just gonna wait but um i'm gonna yeah. tell i'll tell the viewers it isn't in this country that's all i'm gonna say yeah yeah so i was originally i think i said on the podcast i was supposed to be running the comeback 5000 at battersea uh, which I was actually really looking forward to. It is a really good field, but um, it's going yeah. to take the win as well, won't you? Well, I was going to try. Yeah, it would be hard though. There's some fast guys, um, but yeah, I've managed to get a, an opportunity to race in America, um, which yeah should be really good for for numerous reasons for exposure and the type of people that are racing, and also just because I get to see my coach and stuff like that. So yeah, it could it could be good, but I'm going to wait a little bit to um, build some suspense for the field to be announced. Um, and then we can we can pull it out on the pod. Sounds like good. Cool. That's my week done, boys. Tom, you got anything that happened in your week for us? On to the running news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I've done absolutely nothing from a physical exertion standpoint. Um, but 
I mean, I can give an update, I suppose, can't I? Yeah, go on then. Um, first of all, it's been very, very busy at work, hence my, uh, my absence from last week's show, which was a very reluctant decision. But sometimes you've got to make tough decisions in this life. And um, that was one of them. So I spent most of last week in, uh, in Manchester with the uh, Team New Balance Manchester lot, the, the guys who live in the Athlete House over there, which, to be honest, was very, very good fun. Um, ended up on the Tuesday night in a cabaret bar. Uh, anyone in Manchester, if you know Albert Schloss, um, it's great. It's a great place to be. There was a, a, trans, a trans nun covered in sequins who was doing some fantastic song covers throughout the evening um i'm not sure if you're allowed to i'm not sure if you're allowed to divulge this information are you with your colleagues or are you with some of the new balance team here oh no 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 new balance no this was the tuesday before the the shoot on the wednesday so the shoot was wednesday thursday we went up on the tuesday appreciate night yeah yeah oh yeah great idea don't worry it wasn't a late night um we had mowgli's before which if you're looking for absolute banger absolute banger Genuinely world class. You know. But I'll tell you what I did. This was a, a, a horrific mistake. Um, went to the pub before we went to the Indian place and uh, had a pint of Guinness. Don't know why. I don't really like Guinness. I just feel like a bit of a bloke when I'm drinking it. So um, <laughs> that's a that's, yeah, yeah, great it's, reason. It, yeah. Did, did that accompany your chili paneer well, did it? Well, no, that was pre. And then we walked from there to the Indian and I ate an extortionate amount of Indian food. They've got a separate vegan menu at Mowgli's and I consumed most of it. Um, and then Put we went the to the card, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, something like that. And then um, we went straight from there to this, yeah, Albert Schloss place. Uh, and my stomach was so full on Guinness and Indian food that I, I couldn't tolerate a single drop of of fluids it was horrendous oh, no. i actually felt very very bloated whilst some interesting cabaret acts were making scarily intense eye contact with me so um yeah it was a fairly harrowing evening to be honest but good fun all the same did, did you at mowgli do they still do that thing I've, I've only been once do they still do the curry that comes in a loaf of bread yeah they oh, do that was class when i went yeah i had a tipping <laughs> box as well which was unbelievably good like, what you know, the little variety things. They bring it out in like all these metal, it's like metal Tupperware, but it's massive. And then they keep unloading these dishes and every tier of this thing is like a different dish. You mix it all together and oh my God. Yeah, seriously, oh. people should go. I was dubious about it, but uh, Alex really wanted to go and I'd seen that they have those swings inside. So I thought, oh, that'll be good to go just in case <laughs> I get seated in one of those swings. Yeah. And uh, and we went and I was I was really impressed with the food actually. Really yeah, nice. it's very, very good. Um, so what, anyway. what was the, can I ask you, what's the setup like at New Bands Manchester? I think obviously they're getting more exposure because um, Philly Bowden makes the videos and stuff now. But when you said yeah. athlete house and stuff, what give us a bit more of like a setting of what you did with them and what that's like. I think that's pretty interesting actually. That's insider info. Insider info. Yeah, it's a nice gaff. So it's um, on the Wednesday and Thursday we were there to do some product focused stuff with some of the new new balance releases and just shoot them on body with these models, but then also get some more, I guess, insightful content with them, like interview bits. And uh, yeah, we had, we had quite a lot of fun with uh, Izzy Fry and Kira McGeehan, who know each other very well. It's like a mother daughter type setup almost. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's a good, it's a really good setup. They've got, I think there's five of them who live in the house now. Um, and they just train together. They go to the gym together. Um, Helen Clitheroe, their coach, goes over like twice a week for their um, sessions, sometimes three times a week to, to bike alongside on the long runs. They got physio there. They've got like a gym downstairs with what bikes and treadmills and all that kind of stuff. So it's, um, yeah, it, it's a really good setup, to be honest. It was nice to, to experience it. Um, was, was, was James West there? He was. He was. Big, uh, big signing news. He's very not big official. signing. He's not yeah. officially put it out. He's just been just leaking the content. It's been nice. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a pretty big signing for them, to be fair, isn't it? Getting uh, getting James West involved. But yeah, he's living in the house now, full time. Um, so that's pretty exciting. But yeah, it's, it's just nice to, um, to spend time with these athletes as normal people rather than just rocking up to an event and grilling them with a few questions for 10, 15 minutes and then buggering off again to actually spend like two full days of them. It, yeah. Like I say, it's just nice to get to know their personalities a little bit more. So you're not just seeing race photos on Instagram, but you find out that, you know, just, uh, yeah, more info about these people. Like the yeah. fact that Kieran McGeehan is a, is a very avid pheasant hunter. Um, he's very good at it as well, apparently. Which, but you know, you know what's class about that, right? Is now you, I'm not saying that you wouldn't have cared before, but when they race, you'll have half an eye on it now. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or yeah. you'll tune in and you'll want to, or you'll think, "Oh, I saw Hannah Nuttall race. Like, let me just check yeah. the results." And this is the thing that everyone that wants to push the, push on the sport is saying: it's like there is personalities in the sport. It's not that runners are just blanket boring or you know don't have anything about them. It's that there's not the the content or no no brands are brave enough to show elements of the content. I know Tom, we we joked the other day about doing a cooking show with runners. Like how funny (laughs) would that be to do like cooking with Kipchoge or cooking with whoever, where they make a dish and like you could interview them while you're doing it or whatever, but it's basically them in a different setting, right? Other than running and like let them show their personality. No brand is brave enough to do that kind of thing or wants to do it because everyone's in this like mold of like, okay, we need to get them to talk about a shoe or do this or like, do this kind of thing. And I understand that because they need to ultimately to get something that benefits the business, right? Like if you're selling shoes, the focus needs to be on shoes. I, I get that. But from like a governing body point of view, like if you're British athletics, why are we not doing stuff like that? Like there's a British athletics media team. Why are they not in Jake Whiteman's house being like, right, let's do some content with Jake where he's not on the track because this yeah. will be really interesting. We'll we'll build his, his personal profile and stuff. It's like, you know, I saw... um. Remember, you know, Peter Boll the other day that had that doping scandal? Yeah, yeah. Where his, his first sample was positive and his second one basically said it wasn't positive. Well, from the bit of, and obviously like he's pretty famous in Australia, I've just seen he's gone on their version of SAS Who Dares Wins, which, which <laughs> is like quality. which is like so random. But if you think like when Mo Farah went on I'm a Celebrity, it like made him like even more of a star. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like what, what the normal man understands. It's like reality TV. Yeah. So we need to just do normal stuff with runners and let them have their personality out there, I think, because it's just like, you know what I mean? You probably enjoyed that way more than half the running stuff you do. Oh, massively. Yeah. And hopefully there'll be some good stuff that comes from it. Like we've got a head-to-head with Izzy and, and Kira and Kira's talking about having a poo in the woods and stuff <laughs> like it, <laughs> you know, but stuff that you wouldn't normally hear, like people of that caliber talk about. You normally just see like little post-race interviews where they're dripping with sweat struggling to breathe after literally just stepping off the track. And it's, it's not, you know, you're not getting the real them. You're getting fairly manufactured media trained answers out of them. So yeah, 
that was good. Um, on the uh, on the Wednesday night, uh, this was the best part about the whole trip. Myself and Lewis Collins, video guy who I mentioned earlier, um, got treated to dinner by two of the, the marketing guys at New Balance, um, two of the big dogs, Brad and Dave. And uh, we went out for a bit of food, a couple of, uh, couple of beverages and a game of shuffleboard. Oh, and I, I saw this on Instagram. We, we must have played for over two hours. It started off as just like oh, a bit of friendly, you know, just a little friendly game. And then it was best of three. Then it was best of five. And yeah, two hours passed and they were trying to kick us out, but we couldn't until the game was, uh, the game was done. <laughs> so it was two all, right? Two games apiece going into the final game. And um, myself and Lewis pulled out the bag for Pro Direct and, and beat the, the New Balance marketing team. So Love that it. was heroic. That's about the most amount of endorphins that I can get at the moment, not running. Um, Mate, you're, yeah. you've, you're staying tactically sharp. I like that. No, it, it's got to be done. Yeah. I was saying, we were saying on the walk home back to the hotel, I would have been genuinely upset if we lost that it would have bugged me it all that been, time you invested yeah it, it really would have been in my head yeah. now delete the footage that. delete the new balance footage 100 um but yeah that that's it had about a five and a half hour journey home on the uh on the thursday which wasn't particularly pleasant um but injury wise it has it i've noticed improvement so I got a lovely message. Well, it came through to the Run It Three Ways Instagram, actually, from a guy called Joe. Um, let me get his surname. Joe actually. Turner, isn't it, from Joe Cambridge? Turner. Yeah. 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 Who, who, just before you tell the story, he just came um, second at the National 100K Champs. He just did a 60-miler at the weekend and came second. So, uh, well done, Joe. Yeah. What a beast. Um, yeah, he, he wrote in about having similar experiences, uh, like similar injury to me and similar symptoms and how... Um, he recognised a lot of what he was trying to do in me, like trying to uh, like rush back into sessions on the bike and all of that kind of stuff. And I was definitely guilty of that, I think. Like, I didn't give myself any chance to actually rest after this injury. Immediately, it was like, okay, I can't run. Um, let me get on the bike and just hammer out sessions on the bike and go on big, long bike rides and all of this. And to be honest... As much as it was nice to uh, to get the endorphins from hammering it up hills on the country lanes, it it definitely made the hip like worse afterwards. Like it didn't, it wasn't, it didn't feel like a sensible thing to be doing. So mm. for the last two weeks, I have done literally nothing, um, really nothing at all. And annoyingly, it seems to be working. This whole resting nonsense because who'd have thought it eh? yeah who would have thought it remarkable i think i said um uh, a couple of weeks back on the podcast that even doing like mundane day-to-day -day activities like to get into town from where i live i have to walk down a hill and even just walking down that hill i was like wincing with every step going downhill i couldn't chase after summer i couldn't really do like day-to-day -day activities without feeling it every step whereas now I've got zero awareness day to day. Like if you did that men in black thing where they erase your memory <laughs> and I had no, uh, no idea that I was injured right now. And the last four weeks hadn't happened in my head. If I woke up, I would think I was absolutely fine to go for a run, which is good in a way, but I also know that I'm not ready to run yet just from, um, you know, just doing a little jog up and down my living room or like a, literally a few steps up and down the road, I, I can feel it. So 
it's improving, but I think it's just going to be a, a little while longer. Um, and that's what Joe was saying, just for the first like month or so, just rest, be like, you know, overly cautious with it. And then when you're walking pain-free, when you're being, you know, when you don't have much awareness, then get on the bike, then progress to like elliptical and cross trainer, and then eventually get back, get back running. And he's, a good, um, good. he's a good, he's a good lad as well, Joe. He's run for England at over ultras and stuff. So he, he does know what he's talking about. So I think that's good advice. Yeah. 223 marathon man as well, isn't he? So no slouch. Um, but yeah, it, it's tough to be honest, especially now with the weather changing. Like today I went out for a little walk on my lunch break and it was, I, I just couldn't get the idea out of my head that this is like prime shorts and t-shirt running weather this is like one of those first days where you go out in shorts and t-shirt and it's just glorious running conditions so it's hard to not get that because i think as runners you know everyone's got christmas and bloody birthdays and bank holidays to look forward to in in a normal calendar but for runners i think we've got a slightly different calendar and like the first run in shorts and t-shirt of the year where it's comfortable is a pretty big milestone and uh yeah i'm not going to get that this year i don't think like it's uh yeah that's that's the hardest part like still not being able to run when you want to yeah 100 i'm not sure i would compare running in a t-shirt for the first time to christmas but um, each for their own it's the best it's, i think it's the best feeling in the world when you've been wrapped up in jackets and hats and gloves and tights and like shivering before you step out your front door to leave in the front door in shorts and t-shirt that is liberating beyond belief for me better than christmas who gets back christmas fair enough you do like to layer up actually i've noticed that i do like to layer up yeah to an excessive degree um but yeah that's that's pretty much where we're at at the moment um, that's good mate it's good positive vibes i'm sure everyone will recognize an uplift in your general tone on this episode and i think it's been good <laughs> You've been down in the dumps, rightly so. Things have not been going your way. You've been busy at work. You've had an injury. Yeah. Running's a massive outlet for you and like it is for me and Ben as well, just to, you know, think about things or or just, just you know, take your mind off things or whatever. So to have that taken away when you're doing so well, I think everyone agreed it was pretty brutal on you. So at least you've mm. seemed to have processed it. And then, you know, I think it'll be, I don't want to turn this into a self-help thing, but I think you can apply this to a lot of other stuff in the future as well. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> of like, it was pretty shit. But then you kind of got over it. You were sensible. You did the right thing in the end. And now it's paid off because you're going to be back running sooner than if you just kept, you know, yeah. plowing on or, or whatever. So, yeah, I think it's good, mate. And I'm glad that you've I'm glad you've been out enjoying yourself as well, because I think you could have. There's a danger when people get injured. And I know Jake Smith has, has talked a lot about this with Red S and stuff recently. It's like when you're injured or you're on a rest day or whatever, people often like restrict themselves way more like, oh, I can't do this or I shouldn't do this because you know, I'm not exercising as much, but I think actually you going out and having a few Guinnesses and a few curries and stuff like that has probably benefited your mental health way more than, you know, than it would have if you'd just sat at home and gone, no health as well. I'm just going to have a spinach sandwich, you know? Spinach sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the stuff you come out with. No, you are dead right. Because, uh, yeah, I was, I was not restricting myself necessarily, but I felt I didn't feel good in myself, despite the fact that I was still like dead focused on um bike and eating well and all this. Like I didn't feel great. Whereas now I joked about being hundred kilo, but I've, I've, I've put on some serious timber in the last four, four and a half, five weeks or so. Um, 
And at this point, I don't really care. So I think acceptance is what I've learned to deal with with this injury. It's the longest I've ever gone without running since I started running by a long, long way. Um, and I'm probably going to have to go as long as I've just gone again before I'm running again, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I've just got to accept it at this point And like you say, enjoy all the other things. Because to be honest, like when one of the things that I think bugged me in the first place is having weeks at work, like I've had the last couple of weeks, but then being really stressed about, <clears throat> you know, waking up at six in the morning to get the run done before jumping in the shower, before jumping straight, you know, on a train to get here and then being on your feet all day. And like, that's, that's what messed me up before. I think like burning the candle at both ends um, and trying to do everything, which I realize now isn't possible. And um, it's what Andy's always said. It's like, you're, you're not an elite athlete. You're not a full-time athlete. You can't do the things that elite athletes can do, but I think also in hindsight, when I look back over the training I was doing, I was I was getting in great shape, but I was I was pushing it like too far a lot of the time. Um, I was speaking to some of the guys at you know at New Balance about this as well. Like I was running faster than I should have done on long runs. Instead of just banking 15 miles and being happy with a solid long run, it was like feeling good. So let's do it at six minute pace, low six minute pace for 15 miles instead of just chilling out and, and getting it done. Um, so there's stuff like that, which ugh, I look back on and think was, was silly. It was a bit naive to uh, just go out and hammer every session and hammer like the steady runs and the long runs and not expect repercussions whilst not being able to do, you know, the necessary TLC. So it's a hard lesson to learn, but uh it's necessary yeah, yeah sounds like you're in a good place mate i'm doing all well, right good good week should we um should we jump into some before running news do you think we go into some of the uh the shouts out from the shouts out shout outs <laughs> from the from the listeners that i think that might tie in a little bit a little bit nicer seeing as though we've been uh banging on about racing and stuff yeah let's do it i think we should focus a bit more on the listeners questions this week than than the races there's a lot of races to talk about but um yeah let's see how much time we've got at the at the end jump into some some listener shout outs which is something new we're trying this week first of all i think it would be good to know like how much people care about the running news because i'm sure if you're like us you see the running news on instagram anyway like you know what's going on in paris marathon because you've seen it all over instagram i'll be curious to know how much the listeners um care about us going into specific detail about certain things because mm. we're happy to do it right but I'd, I'd, yeah i'll be curious to know how many people actually listen and are interested in like the news yeah, yeah that's think, true i think the the, the the thing sometimes is like or when i'm when i'm adding some of the, the results i don't know if you think the same ben is often if i put one result because i find it personally interesting i then feel guilty like i should mention another so then it comes across like we're on the same like I value it the same. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, hundred percent. So, for example, like some of the results that we want to mention is because we're like, you know, we have Invested a personal in interest in being like, oh, that's pretty cool that that happened. But I feel like if we mention that Ailish McColgan's done X, and let's say I don't know, Josh Kerr's also done Y, we're almost like, oh, we better mention that as well, so people don't think that we're not, you know, that we don't know our running news or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. And it means that some weeks you end up with having a whole document of like, right now, looking at it, we've got like four things that happen in a marathon we've got like 
four different teams that won England 12 stage relays. We got a local lad <laughs> called David who's done London landmarks, you know, we got bloody everything going on. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, let us, let us know your feedback, but I think this episode we can touch on them, but I reckon we do it the other way around. So maybe we yeah, do good listen, shout Callum. Listen, I like listen. it. Go on Ben, fire some shout outs. Cause this was your, 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 your primarily uh, focused on this and I can see some good ones. Yeah. Okay. So we'll start off with uh, Nick. He's the guy who ran the tequila 10 K. He ran 36, 47, taking a shot of tequila every kilometer. And in his email, he actually said that he wasn't too happy with his time. He said that the course was pretty windy. Um, he didn't actually say where the race was. I'd be interested to know if that was in the UK, in Europe. To me, it sounds like something out in Australia. I don't know why. It feels like an Aussie thing to do. But yeah, I thought that was an interesting one to, to kickstart the listener shout outs. Anything that catches your eyes, boys? I'm just trying to look up where he might have done. I'm looking at where he might have done this and he might have done it in um tampa florida the tampa mm. bay tampa bay tequila half marathon with 10k and 5k yeah maybe, that as well maybe, maybe that's just the sponsor though i don't know still It'd be interesting pretty... to see how he did as well like 36 47 was that a winning time we don't know i don't know we could have a king of monsters here of tequila running um yeah a few a few other really good stuff actually there was um i don't know if we've written it down but we did ask for um people that were doing Paris um, to a, a guy sent us a question seeing if he hit his goal or not. One of the lads got back in touch and he said, unfortunately, he didn't meet his goal. He, he blew up slightly, but he, I think he ran 4.11 when he was going for sub four, but he's already got another one planned that he's, he's looking forward to. And then there was a bloke called Alex who ran his first marathon in Paris. So same one. Uh, and he ran 3.42 and his goal was 3.45. So um, yeah, well done, Alex. Smashed it. Uh, Stefan didn't have such a fantastic display um he had a shit one at the cardiff bay 10k after being sick after 8k uh, yeah they, they were his words by the way so so he finished so he was threw up and then he finished which that's pretty good yeah any pictures of that please stefan send them in tom wants that sick content speaking of that i tell you this is this is a brutal thing that i saw which is not from a listener um but is along the the kind of throwing up theme um as source is um, Sports Shoes flew some people out to do the Paris Marathon, I think, on behalf of the ASICs. And I'm yeah. pretty sure one of the girls ran... I, I'm, if I've got the numbers incorrect, I'm sorry, but let's say it was 250.01 or 250.02. So basically a couple of seconds away from like a pretty major barrier. And I saw in the caption, she put, yeah, race was great, whatever, whatever. Had to go to the toilet at whatever mile it was. So clearly that toilet stop of however many seconds it was, as Costa just being under the barrier. And it made me think like in that situation, what would I do? You know, would I just piss myself? And <laughs> can you piss yourself? Like, can you do a big piss while you're running? I don't really know <laughs> if you can do that while you're moving. And then also, would it Callum's just whipping it out and shooting one across the course? Well, what I'm thinking, is, I've never been on the mood. Like if you think about, <laughs> if you think about marathon pace, that's not just, you're not just jogging and it's just falling out. Like that's actually pretty, you know, you're moving at a bit of bit of speed. And then I was thinking, Actually, depending on how early it is in the race and what kit you're wearing, like it could actually inhibit you more later in the race, couldn't it? You might get some chafing or Ooh, like nasty. Yeah, so I don't know. Piss what I, would do. I don't know what. I would, yeah, I don't know what I'd do in that situation. But uh, maybe we could do a poll on the on the the Instagram of. I think you... I think I already know the outcome of that. I think most people would stop and have a piss or a shit, mate. I don't think yeah. they'd just let it roll down the leg. No, 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 no. Have, have neither of you, when it's been pouring with rain, have, have you never 
Oh dear. Have you never wet yourself whilst running? No, no, not never. at all, mate. This is what I'm saying. I don't know if I can. Like, I, I stop for a piss all the time on a run, but like, I've never considered pissing myself. And I don't know if I could. Like, I feel like I need to relax. I'm having a piss, not run. I've tried pissing on a bike before. That was quite challenging. So I think running would be even harder. I think I've done it about five times. Honestly, I that's think excessive, mate. You've got a bit I've of a problem. Quite a few times. You were like, enjoying it at that point, mate. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> part of his routine. No, but serious question. So let's say you've built up, you've, and this is going to tie in with one of the listener questions, actually. So I'm going to say the listener question first, and then I'm yeah. going to bring in the, the, the piss element. <laughs> so <laughs> so a, a bloke wrote in, uh, and he said, he said, if you could break any record at any race in the world, what would it be? And it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to make sense. So for example, like Boston's a hilly marathon course, you could still say, oh, my dream would be to break the marathon world record and I would do it at Boston. Or you could say I would break the 400 meter record and I'd do it at, you know, blah, 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 Diamond League. So you have to have the event and the 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 thing together. So what would be like your your combination of dreams, lads? That's a great question, but where does the urine element so come What in? I'm going to say is, so the idea is you say, oh, my dream would actually be to break the record of the London Marathon, you know, and I'd say, okay then, Tom, so if I put you at mile 20 and you're gonna, you're on to break the record, are you going to stop and have a piss? How bad do you want it? That's what I was going to say. I think that's already happened, mate, with Paula Radcliffe. Well, there you go, but, uh, you know. And she did it. Well, I don't know if it was the same race where she shat next to the aid station, but, Yeah. So what what would you have? What 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 world record and where? Oh, Tom, have you got one, or shall I go for it? Go on, Ben. Um, I haven't got one yet. Go on, Ben. All right, I'll try. I'd probably go with. I probably wouldn't go world record because that sounds a bit unrealistic. But I'd go for like a British record. No, 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 no ben, ben, It has to be a world realism, record. No, no, no. It can be anything. But if you're gonna like realism's gone out the window, hey, it can be whatever you want. Whatever I want. All right, then I'm I'm winning the hundred meter. Sprint faster than Usain Bolt. This kit, I've never run 100 meters before, and I just do one and I'm slight, unbelievably fast. Oh, where at? You have to choose your venue. Oh, it's, it's at the Paris Olympics. I'm the first man ever to break nine seconds for the 100 meters, having never trained. Um, and I didn't even I didn't even have a piss before, I was bursting for a piss, and I just ran straight to the change room, did a piss. Um, yeah, I'm the, I'm the world record holder for, so, for the 100 so you, meters. So your dream, if you could do anything, your dream would be to break the 100 meter record. At oh, the yeah, above anything in life. That's the dream. Quality. Tom? Um, see, I've thought about this and I think the 10,000 meter world record at night of the 10Ks would be Oof. a for. Shout. Like, can you imagine the atmosphere if, the world, if a world record went down at night of the 10K? Take 10K PBs, barely get my words out. I'm so excited. Like the 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 pints that would be flying everywhere, and the, you'd be thrown in the air. Yeah. You want, you'd be a hero. One, you want one for the purists, don't you? Like you, where yeah. you're walking around after the race, and just some bloke called Gordon comes up to you and says he used to run for Basildon, and like you did a great job. <laughs> like you don't want the glory of the Olympics, do you? Where Sebco's giving you a gold, you just want the nah, satisfaction. Screw you, that. Want, you want a proper the streets. Someone the streets comes over. Get performance. Yeah, someone gives you a bouquet of tulips and puts a little medal around your neck. No, 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 no. I want pure chaos. At, you want uh, pints um, thrown in your face and yeah. kebabs and want stuff like that. Shoeys from jag- dragonflies. I want the full shebang. That's what. That I'm does sound good, mate. That does sound good. That's good. I, that's got me thinking. Actually, I, I don't actually know what I'd do in terms of like, like where it would be. But 
I think, do you know what would be a sick record to have? High jump. Because that's like <laughs> something that you can, because that's like something you can actually use in life. As well as like, high jump is one of those records where people like you don't realize how high it is until you actually see it with your own eyes. And of course I know like the style they do of like high jump. You can't just be doing that on the street. Like you're gonna break your spine if you land like that. But like they can still jump pretty high from standing. So you could just like impress people all the time with that. Like, you know, you'd be on the street and be like, oh mate, do you reckon I can jump over that car? And they'd be like, obviously you can't. And you could just jump over the car. Do you know what I mean? If you were the world record holder. So yeah, I think jumping high would make me feel like a superhero. Maybe that's because I'm small. I don't know. Uh, but yeah i wasn't I, expecting that from you to be honest with you but it's a good answer none, nonetheless yeah and again mine would be in the same context as you ben where like no one's expecting it i'm like five foot nine rock up never high jump before i've got dragonflies on and <laughs> then i, I you've just start. run a 340 1500 and you just think yeah, oh, like, i'll give that a go it's not even being broadcast the infield until i start jumping so high they're like get the cameras on this man and then i just keep jumping <laughs> a bit like eddie the eagle that's the vibe i'm going for with the <laughs> Do you know, this is probably a stupid question, right? But everybody with the high jump uses uses the same technique. They do that. They arch their backs and they go he, over backwards. He just died. Yeah, the guy that just created it. It's called the... Fosby Flop. Fosby Flop, yeah. Is it? Um, yeah, he, he just died. I would love you to do it, but like a Tom Daly dive overwards, <laughs> like just front ways. Oh, like that, a dolphin. Special. Yeah. Just soar into the air like an eagle <laughs> over the top. Yeah, I can know, see it. I can see it. It's clear. You know, I, I, diving, diving is actually my like. I'm pretty like all right at most sports, and diving, I'm is one sport I'm terrible at. I actually can't even dive into a swimming pool properly. My legs go all over. It's it's pretty, it's pretty scary actually. I don't really like diving, even from the edge of the pool. <laughs> we live in some childhood trauma here, live on the podcast. Yeah, it's no, okay, seriously, Karen, I'll gonna make you dive into a swimming pool. I'll try and dig out a video. Uh, that I'll have somewhere. I'll ask my parents of me. Of the, and I'm not even young at this point, but I'll just check it's all like a appropriate video and stuff. And um, of me trying to dive into a pool, and it, it, it's yeah, it's just horrible. Everything about it, it's it's not good. We so want to see that on the Instagram content. this week. Yeah, if, if Patreon wise, I reckon we should. Um, no, we cannot have images yeah. of me as a child on Patreon. No, no, me. no, no, Callum. No Ben's already sleeping with his videographer. <laughs> 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 we we'll get the three of us right to get go to a swimming pool somewhere and get diving lessons from a coach and stick that on Patreon. I I, I actually no, you know Tom. You know, does anyone know Matty Lee who was Tom Daly? He won course, gold yeah. with um with Tom Daly. Went went to school near me. Me and Matty used to go for drinks occasionally, mixing the same circles. I'm sure we could get him to give us a diving lesson. Perfect. That'd be great content. All in our speedos. Yeah, I'm sure. He'd he's got, that. got loads of followers as well, so we'll get mad famous. <laughs> that's what it's all about it's all right about should we me. take a, a couple more listener questions i've got one here yeah. for you tom best marathon shoe for a plus three hour marathon runner um three hours yeah. plus i presume yeah <laughs> we've done marathon questions like this before haven't we i think it depends if you want a carbon plated shoe i'll probably say adios pro three yeah again that's what i was thinking um pro three if you want a non-carbon shoe, Super Blast, mm, more V4, just for pure flipping comfort. Or an um, Invincible. Or an Invincible, yeah, I'd say. But Super Blast, that's the last shoe I ran in before the injury. And I'm gutted because it's the first time I'd taken it out of the box. I'd had it for about six months, hadn't run in it. Took it out of the box, wore it, steady 10K that Monday morning, that fateful 
Monday morning and was like, this is one of the best shoes I've ever worn that doesn't mm. have a plate. I was loving life. And then it's, yeah, fucked me up. So um, I don't know if it's the Super Blast that's to blame for that, but what a great shoe for a non, non-plated shoe. So stick them on your trotters and you'll be right as rain for a marathon, I think. I'd say, Adi- I'd say Adidas Samba as my uh, non-carbon. What is yeah. that? Is that uh, Plimso? Yeah. You'll have to Google that one. Classic, that. Or a Copper Mundial. Just take the studs out. Yeah. <laughs> just keep the moulds. If it's raining, you'll be fine. <laughs> Cross, tell you what, rock up at cross country in a pair of Copper Mundials, please. Somebody. I, I, yeah, I reckon there's kids that do that, and I think it's good. You don't need all the gear. You know, if you've got football boots when you're a kid and you're going to cross country, I'll do the trick. Not Get that much. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, Question for you, Ben, seeing as though you're uh, probably the most experienced at this. Tips for maintaining goal race pace when not in a pack. And I'm going to presume it's marathon because goal race pace, people, you know, it's only half marathons and marathons where you really care about that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a difficult one. I guess train to to race pace would be my advice. Like when you're doing your key marathon sessions, try to to dial into a pace that you think you're going to be able to maintain. And then, yeah, just stick to it. Put it on the, make sure you got your watch Splitting every 5k, that's my you're not personal in a preference. Pack. Any, anything specific when you're not in a pack, like like the isolation, you're by yourself, yeah. anything that can help you mentally. That is, it is difficult, but you just got to focus on like on your goal, I guess, and get into the finish line. It's a bit cliche, but that's all I can think of. <laughs> so Ben's tip for running marathon pace whilst you're not in a pack is to run marathon pace. Yeah, yeah, it's to run marathon pace and think about the fact that you're running a marathon because that's the goal at hand. <laughs> exactly, mate. Yeah, um, one, one I thing... just get in a pa- get in a pack at the end of the day. Don't do a marathon where you're off the front, like yeah. uh, like Marshall did this weekend at Brighton Marathon. Yeah, so just don't win. So tips one: don't make sure that you're not in the lead because then <laughs> you won't be at the pack. Two: yeah. make sure you remember that you're doing a marathon, and three: make sure you remember that you need to run marathon pace. Yeah. Um, one I thing think I want to clarify is it. I think Paula Radcliffe used to do this. Is she used to count to 100 in her head over and over and over. So to take her mind off, obviously she knew the cadence and the pace. That's that she worse tip than me, than mine, mate. So she used to just count all the way up to 100 in her head. And then when she got to 100, she'd just go back to one just to kill a bit of the time and kind of switch off. So maybe you could try wow. some kind of mental, mental math kind of thing like that. Counting sheep. Yeah, maybe sheep. I don't know how relevant that is to the marathon. Maybe if you're doing one in Wales, maybe that could be good. Sounds good. Any any other listener questions there to dive um, into before we move yeah, on to some news? One that you featured on the Instagram is, does Ben clap when the plane lands? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just clap. I get up. I cheer. I scream and shout. I shake the air hostess's hands. I'm thankful to be alive, especially when I'm usually fine with EasyJet or Ryanair, you know? You never know if that plane's going to hit the runway or not, so... Of course I clap. I get up and, and give everyone a round of applause. Okay. And it's one question. It says, Callum, are you releasing more distance project socks? The answer is yes. Um, <laughs> did you send be... that question in, Callum? I, did, I didn't. I didn't even add it to the sheet. I've just, my eyes have just seen it now. Um, Subtle plug. But they will be out in the next um, two to three weeks. Yes. Limited quantities. Lovely keep stuff. Eyes, keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> All right, then. That's pretty much sums up the listeners questions and shout outs i think should we move back to some some running news to wrap up this episode yeah definitely definitely um let's let's start in the uk i reckon that's yeah? you know where that's where we're from so you're the king was, of the uk mate you you take us through that i'm the, I'm the prince it was the uh 
the northern, southern, and midlands. You won't be surprised. Every uh, region had a uh, twelve-stage relays um, this weekend. I actually don't have the results from the the midlands ones, but I do from the north and the south. Uh, That's which, all that matters, really, isn't it? Let's be honest. The much, the much bigger ones. Um, in the north, it was Blackburn that won the women's with Jess Judd having the fastest leg. And then Morpeth um, won the men's. And then in the southerns, it was Thames Valley Harriers that won the women's. And it was Aldershot uh, that won the men's with Ellis Cross having the fastest um, leg. That is, they're both on the long legs. Uh, for the 12 stage, you, the, they're different distances, uh, the legs. I don't know who had the fastest short legs, but. There you go. You'll have to work it out. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, there was a, qu- a listener question that asked about um, my club, Cambridge, and why we weren't featuring heavily, because obviously we've mm. done so well in the relays previously. Um, and they weren't yeah, impressed, we, mate. We just, had, we just had a million things going on. we got people that are injured, people that are training to run marathons for England, people that have changed their focus, like me, to 1500s and stuff. Um, we got club legend uh, Jonathan Escalante Phillips is getting married on the weekend of the National. So, yeah, we've taken bigger a, fish to fry. Taken a back seat for this one, but it'd be good to watch the uh, other teams fight it out in a couple of weekends' time at Sutton Coalfield. Lovely stuff. Another one to mention in the on the UK scene was the Brighton Marathon was back this weekend under new management. I hope it went better. I don't know. I haven't spoken to anyone who's done it, but um, the race was won by Marshall Smith of Ashford AC in Tunbridge. I've raced the the lad over ten k before. He's a pretty pretty talented runner. He's at under twenty three. And he won the Brighton Marathon in 2.24, 12 minutes ahead of second place. I thought that deserved a shout out on the pod. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I wouldn't be doing a marathon personally under 23, but I hope he did it. I mean, I'm glad he did it. And I hope he secured the bag, got himself some prize money. hope they actually pay him this year. Well, it's under London Marathon now, isn't it, I think? Yeah. So they're notoriously very good for events organising. So I'm sure he, I'm sure he did well. And um, talking to local lads, I just wanted to give David Small of Southend-on-Sea, he won the London Landmarks Half in 68.03, which is actually a pretty rapid time, especially for for that course, which I know isn't known for being the fastest. And it looks like he had a a good little sprint finish with somebody else who was only one or two seconds behind him. So well done, David. Well done, Dave. Well done, Big Dave, if (laughs) you're listening. I don't want to assume... If you're listening, Big Dave, Id, then uh, get, in touch, <laughs> get in touch and tell us what your race plans are for the summer. He's got London in three weeks, I think. Oh, well, so yeah. it's looking good. Do you know who else has got London in three weeks? Who's that? Eilish bloody McColgan. Has indeed. What was she up to this week, Tom? Um, she did all right, didn't she? Uh, she won so. Berlin Half Marathon in a new British record of 65-43, um, which is pretty special, isn't it? Really. Very special, yeah. And to be fair, it was a fantastic turnout for the uh, for the English ladies. I think uh, Samantha Harrison. I can't remember exactly what she ran, but it was a bloody 67. good time. That's it. And then Callie sixty-seven uh, nineteen ran sixty-nine. Yeah. Something sixty-nine oh one. Three British ladies under seventy minutes. That's, yeah, it's pretty good going. Very very good. I saw that in the results and thought, yes, that's what we like to see. Some um, yeah, big Union Jack flags in there. It's nice to make up for the fact that some of the best British marathoners all just dropped out of London. They're dropping like flies. <laughs> if oh, really? Look, if you look at the elite women's field for London and you start crossing off the people that have said they're injured, it's like genuinely like 50%, 60% is decimated. You had like uh, Emily Sissons from America, who obviously 
got their half marathon record. Oh yeah. And ran, and ran 66 or whatever. She, she's dropped out. You had um, Charlotte Perdue that said she's injured. You had Steph Davis, I believe Steph Davis it was, that said she's injured. So yeah, the Jeff British. Zeki as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. So British women dropping like flies. So it's mm. good that, I know Callie's not doing it, but she'll probably be pacing. But to have Ailish and, um, and Sam Harrison both doing it is, is very solid. So that, there's a follow-on question there. Can Eilish McColgan compete with the East Africans in, in London? That's my question. Now she's run a 65-minute half marathon. Can she back that up with a with a strong marathon in a couple of weeks' time? What do you reckon? Well, compete, yeah. She ain't going to win. But, like, compete, yeah. Like, look at what she did at Commonwealth Games and stuff like that. Like, of course, well, she, she's... She's, she's beaten them over half, though. She's beaten the East African contingent at, at Berlin yeah, half. But it, yeah, yeah, but it, it's literally half the distance, though, isn't it? Mm, is indeed it is. but yeah, she's she's done a 10k she's done the 5k she's done half they're marathon still like they're even less than half yeah but listen she, she'll be there when it gets down and dirty when it gets to the like gritty end of it she'll be there you'll see her like her legs really will look cool. like she's falling off but she'll yeah. still be going for it she'll, she'll be there like 35, so. 37k I, I... she'll she'll still be in the mixer that's when i think things will get tasty and the, the elite women will start to kick on and maybe drop her but she's She's on for like fifth, fourth, fifth place, I reckon. Mm. I reckon no, if I, I was a betting man, I'd put a tenner on her. She'd probably have good odds to take the win. You I'd, never know. I'd put she, a tenner on fifth place. She won't win. She won't win, but I really hope she does win. That's That That would be my thoughts. And it's like in the same way that none of us think that Emil is going to win, but we'd love him to. But his half yeah. marathon's not a million miles away from some of the guys in the field. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, 100%. It's, and and the other thing is as well, without without being brutal about it, is our knowledge collectively of East African female distance running is pretty limited in terms of we've got no idea what shape those people are in, who they are, yeah. you know, what they're about. We've just seen some times from them before. So they yeah. might turn up and Ailish might smash him up or they might absolutely annihilate her. We haven't really got a clue. Can, yeah. you, can you bet on marathon? Right yeah, now? yeah, yeah. You, you, can. Can, you can bet on marathons. You can bet on podium 5k in a couple of weeks' time. I saw. No, no, that, it's, it's not. Or is that an April Fool's? No, no, no. It that was just uh, like a, you know, when you get like an anniversary thing on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, from like. Oh, what, it was from the, from previous. This day one year ago. Yeah, yeah. So oh, there, was okay. a, there was a podium at Barrowford where it's actually Alex Bell's husband who um, doesn't work for William Hill, but he works in the betting industry, and he managed to get the the connection for podium 5k so they managed to get johnny brownlee and phil sesaman and they had the whole field elite field on there with odds um mm. but yeah they haven't managed to get it for for this one in leicester i don't think okay no problem mm. okay cool any other results you want to mention i've got a long uh, list of them still there was yeah there was some good brits running in the ncaa i know people aren't you know too interested in what goes on in america but i thought these times were exceptionally good so worth mentioning uh, at the Stanford Invitational, so the first 10K, fast 10K of the year on the track. Charles Hicks won in 27.56, which is good, even though he's the most American-British person ever. He is British. Um, fourth <laughs> was Scott Beatty, who is probably the most British person ever, even though he's been in America. What is the British record for, for a track 10K? Do you know it off, by, oh, off the top of the head? Yeah, well, rapid, like, think, like, Farah doesn't even have it, and he's run 26-something, hasn't he? All right, okay. Um, so, yeah, really fast. Um, Scott Beattie was fourth in 27.58, which is, is really good, sub-28. He's back in the UK next year, or at least he's finished in uh, at, at university in America. So whether he'll come back or not, we'll see. 
And then Rory Leonard ran 28-21 and they were all in the same race as well. So, um, yeah, really good 10K efforts there. Um, Rory's only under 23 still, so that gets him into the the European qualifying time as well. So, yeah, good results from those lads. He loves a good cup of coffee, Rory Leonard, doesn't he? Yeah, I was gonna say he's a um, he's he's a cool looking cat on on Instagram. He wears those hokers with the zips up the front that I want, and he's always he always looks like he's got a nice strong coffee. Yeah, Rory's the 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 Rory's parents are both very embedded in the running scene, so he's had some um, he's got some. It's been brought up with it. He's a well connected Uh, bloke, Rory. Yeah, and he also has an NAL deal, which is name, image, likeness. For those that don't know, with Saw, so uh, he's part of the Saw family. which is great. 10,000 meter record, by the way, is Mo Farah, according to what I'm looking at. 26.46 oh, okay. at the Prefontaine Classic in 2011. There wow. you go. Yeah. It's, just, it's crazy to think that the British record is 26.46. And what's the Olympic standard? Like 27.08 or something. So yeah. if any of the Brits want to get want to get <laughs> to the Olympics, they're almost going to have to run the British record. That's stupid, isn't it? Really? Well, I'm sure our boy Sam Atkin can do it. Yeah, go on, Sam. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, any other things you want to go over, lads? Or you just want to tell us what you're up to next week? I think that's pretty much it for running news. Yeah, um, yeah we covered everything, really, the, the big stuff. Cool. What are you up to next week, Ben? You're racing? I am, yes. I've got a race. I'm racing the Bristol Track Club on Friday. Um, maybe Tom will come down and see me if I'm lucky. Give yeah. me a little kiss. 5K, is that, yeah? 5K, yeah. I've done absolutely zero 5k work over the last two months. So we'll see how that goes. Can I break sub 15? What do you reckon? Is that, Probably what, you're not. Aim- is that what you're aiming for? I'm going to give it a good go, but we'll, we'll see. It's not going to be a, I'm not going to taper. I'm in marathon training. Haven't run a three minute K. Well, I've won one with well, Mick Vesta. Apparently. Didn't you? Yeah. 258 mate. So um, that felt bloody tough. So just try and hold on to that for, for 5k. We'll see. That's my week anyway. Yeah, nice. Oh, what are you up to? Um, oh, you know how it is. I'm, uh, I'm in London on Thursday. We've got an event with Hoka in the evening, um, which I'm a little bit annoyed about because it's a bloody bank holiday, isn't it? And I'll be working until like nine o'clock. But then um, I'll travel back on the Friday and I'll come straight to see you, Ben. Lovely straight stuff. That would be very nice, mate. I'd love to see yeah. you. I'll It'll be, be a good race as well. Make sure you get some footage, Tom, because um, the the elite field's pretty good. I think Ephraim Gide is going to smash everyone. To be fair, probably mm. win by a fair margin, but um, that that would be my bet. Who's pretty pretty rapid? Um, but I know there's a few other. I think Josh Grace is in it, and a few other good runs. So yeah. should be yeah. a decent run. I'll be yeah, there. Some, some big names. Tinny, give us a Tinny cheer. Hat. Yeah, giving Ben excessive amounts of cheering. Um, and then after that, I'll just have a nice little bank holiday weekend. I might buy some more plants. I'm getting quite into my house plants whilst I'm not running. So oh, a bit of horticulture, very nice. Yeah, I might get a few new additions. Um, and I need a new. I need a. Well, I don't need a new one. I need a coffee table, like a little table on the side next to the sofa, is what I really need. So if anyone's got any recommendations on where I could purchase, uh, I like those IKEA, of, mate. Those oddly shaped ceramic ones. Do you know the ones I mean? The ones yeah, yeah. I know the ones. Cool. And then you have a look on the advert on Instagram that you've seen it on, and it's like fucking 700 quid for a side table. I'm looking more in like the 50 quid price range. So Yeah. you got to yeah. use them followers, mate. Use them 
40 odd thousand on instagram they'll get that'll get you a coffee table you just got to ask for one should i just turn it into a, a homeware yeah well, like not... um that oliver honson guy who does yeah, yeah, running slash homeware i think that's pretty cool you can go down that route with your plants 25,000 likes on a reel of him making coffee that's yeah. gonna be me that's there gonna be Nescafe. <laughs> <laughs> I disown you if you drink Nescafe, mate. Yeah, don't worry. I'm on the um They steal water off of dying children in Africa. <laughs> Are you allowed to say that? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. why not? Well, <laughs> why not? it might be true. I don't know. It is true. I've studied international development. Nestle are a scum company. Yeah. Do not buy their coffee or any product from them. I won't say the words on, on this podcast because it's mainly PG, but Nestle are yeah. Yeah, no. Every, and if they're yeah. watching, come at me. Ben is no. running army. You'll have him. I just think we should be careful slating Nestle because you lot do. Uh, well, I do as well. I don't know. Why. I just put it on YouTube. There, we wear a lot of brands that I'm sure have some unethical practices. Oh yeah, we're awful. I work for a running retailer, for God's sake. It's prime capitalism, isn't it? Um, but we've got some great deals at the moment. If you want some super shoes at cheap prices, yeah, <laughs> the faster. Tom, the not, sa- salesman. It's only called fast fashion because they make you go fast. That's what precisely. I like that. That is very good. Yeah, get them all. Buy all the carbon racing shoes. Yeah, yeah. just not any Nestle. Yeah, and remember, sports shoes often has better deals. <laughs> We're gonna cut that bit. Totally yeah, get up. rid of that. They tagged me in a reel this week. I don't know if you saw that, Tom. Yeah, I did. I'm not happy about it. I don't know why they did that, but um, yeah, I reckon they're already planting some seeds. But don't worry, I ain't going anywhere. I'm happy with my Pro Direct boys. <laughs> As you should be, Ben. You've got, bloody got a good deal out of us at the moment. Oh, indeed. Yeah. I'm off to Boston next month, think, uh, thanks to you guys. So, yeah, can't Living say no to that. Living the dream, yeah. Great. What are you doing, Callum? Hopefully not burning yourself on an air fryer. No, fingers crossed I won't be, mate. Um, this week, uh, I've got, oh, what have I got? Two decent sessions, a long progression, long run at the weekend. And... Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy planned. I'm sure I've got bits and bobs going on, but yeah, pretty, pretty relaxed Easter. And then I've got Charlie McCarthy coming round on probably Easter Monday, I think. So that's technically not next week, is it? To um, start some filming for a little little video series. So yeah, it should be should be a fun one. Lovely stuff, mate. I look forward to seeing that. I liked yeah. your little um, your chorus reel. That was very snazzy. Yeah, well, Charlie's Charlie's the man with the plan. I just do the running, and he uh, puts it together. So I yeah, reckon extreme, I'm gonna get Liam to um to batter him. I reckon. You reckon? I reckon Charlie would absolutely smoke Liam if they had a scrap. Yeah, probably. I'm not gonna lie. Just no, put it like a little ant. Yeah. I'm serious. If if Callum brought Charlie along on a trip, he would give him the five star treatment. He wouldn't be sleeping on the floor of a travel. I am. Me and Charlie. Me and me and me and Charlie are going on a trip. He's getting wine and dined. So there you uh, go. I'm planning to take this little lad to uh to Kenya in November. So this little beat lad, that. yeah. I, I, I don't know if you can say that. <laughs> I never heard anything so derogatory in all my life. This little lad, this uh, very accomplished in... videographer who's making you some delicious YouTube content. Yeah, I'm very thankful to him. Little, but lad. he's 18 years old. He's he's a little lad. <laughs> is he allowed? Is he allowed the time off school to go on this trip? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't pitched it to him. I hope he's not listening. Well, Liam is going to be listening. He's got so much airtime from this. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get a new girlfriend at the end of this, Liam. He's going to be, he's going to be a one. No, he's a top banana. I know. And if there's any other influencers out there that probably want to go a pound higher per video than whatever Ben's paying poor Liam, then just get in touch with him and we'll uh, 
we'll 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 get him some business. Do you, um, good. do you reckon that bloke who wrote in has finished his long run yet? I don't know. I we're we're nearly there. Hour and a half. If you're mm. still running, mate, keep going. You're nearly there. What? Yeah, so you reckon he's done a twenty miler in an hour and a half? <laughs> who's, who's listening, Elliot Kipchoge? Is that what he had planned? Oh, we'd better keep waffling then. Yeah, what are we going to do? Should no, we just I, do, I need, need to go, lads. It's nine thirty-five at night, but nearly my bedtime. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bow out from this one. If you lads want to stay on, Big Daddy and Ben, then uh, and you keep chatting. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Well, just a bit of a reminder. If you'd like to submit a question, then you can do so via Instagram or run it freeways podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a rating. Uh, anything else you want to add, boys, before we call it uh, a day on episode 16? I don't think there is. I don't think there is. Thanks a lot, lads. Ben, uh, good to see you as usual. And Tom, good to have you back, mate. Yeah. Yeah, onwards and upwards. But just, yeah. 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 I think normally you say, great to see you too, Callum. I'm glad to be back on the podcast. See you on episode 17. Yeah, fantastic um, to be back. Thank you for having me. I love you boys dearly with all my heart. You're right. welcome, Tom. See you later, boys. Bye-bye. See you Friday. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Oh.